Blog Talk Radio. Pugilistic linguistics, check out the 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 pugilistic linguistics. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? What's happening? Welcome back to the Pugilistic Linguistics Show. I am your host, Michael Foster, the voice of reason in an unreasonable world. And I'm back after a kind of self-imposed semi-hiatus. Kind of wanted to retool, rethink some things uh, about how I wanted to handle this show, how I wanted you all to participate. Uh, After all, this is your thing. Uh, Before I get started, like I do all the time, please go out to iTunes and download all the previous shows as well as this one after I post it. Uh, iTunes and the search is going to be Pugilistic Linguistics. You can download, listen at your leisure. So I've been doing some thinking and I've taken some subjects, some some suggestions on what you know how what what direction we want to go with this thing. I do want to say I am I do want guests. the dial-in number is area code 929-477-1189, 929-477-1189. This is your call-in number. I'm gonna not gonna lie to you. I'm not, I'm I'm working through this interface to get the guests right and all that good stuff. But you dial in, I'll get you on somehow. I only have a couple of rules for my guests. Uh, I don't mind disagreement at all. Disagreement is fine, but you do not have to be disagreeable. We can disagree and not be disagreeable. Disrespect will get you disconnected. No questions asked. Bring your intellect. Bring your debating spirit. Bring your adulthood with you. We're not doing childish games here. So be disagree, disagree, fine. Don't be disagreeable. Disrespect, dis- you, disrespect gets a disconnect. So that being said, uh, the new segment that I was talking about, Tom Watch, we're going to do that first, and then I will lead into the topic for the evening. So Tom Watch. Your president, Tom, tiny orange man, the proverbial poop is hitting the fan with him. First off, he, see, the thing about it is I don't like the man. That's well established. I don't like the man at all. But I ain't mad at the man. And I'll tell you why. Because all throughout this entire process, the vetting process, the the candidacy, the election, not once did he tell you something other than who he was. He showed everybody who he was. Yes, he talked that bluster and he was going to repeal this and do this and do that and all that. That was garbage and you knew it, but you bought into it. But he told you who he was as an individual. He is a sorry, sorry excuse for a human. 
But you knew that. You knew that. So now, since we last met, what did we have? We had the uh, Trump care bill, the repeal of Obamacare, which when I read through it was worse than not having insurance at all. And then Tom, in his infinite wisdom, decided to provide an ultimatum to his own party. Either you vote for it or else I'm going to pull it. What he doesn't seem to realize as of yet is the bully pulpit that you use in your business doesn't work in D.C., because what happens is they pull their support, you pull the deal, and then what? And you look like a fool. You can't threaten your own people and expect it to go off without a hitch. You can't. Now he has promised to get the people that didn't vote for his thing voted out. What he doesn't seem to realize is, though, they're going to get voted out anyway. He has taken his party with him. Whatever. Healthcare dies. But the big thing, the biggest elephant in the room is going to be this Russia thing. Russia is going to take him down. Russia is going to take him down. Flynn, the national security advisor who resigned because he's got his fingers so deep in Russia is insane. He may as well uh he may as well wear red drawers every day. He's so deep in Russia. He has agreed to testify with immunity. To what he knows about the Trump campaign in Russia. Watch how this thing goes down, y'all. He is not going to testify without immunity. I wouldn't either. They are not going to grant him immunity. Not because they don't want to hear what he has to say, but because they don't want to hear what he has to say. They know if they grant him immunity, he's not going to hold anything back, and now they got a bigger mess on their hands. So don't grant the immunity, which means he is not going to testify, which means they don't have to deal with the inevitability of an impeachment, of treason. This is all a game, y'all. This is chess, not checkers. This Nunez cat, the Senate Intelligence Committee dude, I think that's where he is, he has turned out to be the biggest lackey out there. He is, uh, you know, the word corrupt is thrown around so easily. I don't know if it's corrupt necessarily, but it's self-preservation preemptively. He, everybody is trying not to cross Tom because they fear the repercussions. What they don't seem to realize is when you're looking at the Titanic, don't get on it to start with. 
Once it leaves port, it's too late. It's going to sink. I don't care how many times you rewind that movie, in the end, it sink, people die. Anyone who is hitching their wagon to the Trump train is going to lose. He is a cancer. He will take everyone with him. See, a cat like me, uh, I brought this new character, Mike Obama, in the last episode. A cat like me, well, if I'm going to be voted out any damn way, Why not stand for what I believe in? If me aligning myself with him is liable to get me voted out on one side of the equation, if me not aligning myself with him gets me voted out because they attack me, the end result is the same, I get voted out. So, hell, might as well do what my conscience tells me. I'm going to lose anyway, so I'm going to go out swinging. I'm I'm going out in a blaze of glory. These folk we put in office are too mealy-mouthed, too chicken shit, to stand on their principles, to stand what they believe in, to stand up in front of somebody and say, oh, my mama, this is what I feel. That is going to get them voted out. That is going to get them done. So, Tom, watch this week. Coming, Russia. That's that's the only word I got to say is Russia. That is going to be his ultimate undoing. Whether it's sooner, whether it's later, it's going to be his undoing. And he's going to take a whole lot of folk with him that have hitched his wagons to him and are circling those wagons to keep the information from being leaked. Just watch for it. On to today's topic. America the Beautiful. And it's a deliberate question mark behind the word beautiful. Again, dial in if you want to join this conversation, area code 929-477-1189, 929-477-1189. America the Beautiful with a question mark. So I guess is America the Beautiful? Is America really as beautiful as she says, as she believes, as she would have you believe? And when I say America, I mean the personification of America. Basically, the people of the nation creates the nation. Your image of Germany from Germans. You get your image of Mexico by Mexicans. You get your image of America by Americans. The people shape the image of the country. Is America as beautiful as she would lead you to believe? And this is really beyond Trump. So I'm not even going to tie this to him. I may do it tangentially, but not necessarily directly. I'm just talking about America as a crew 
as a gang, as a record label, America. From the 1620s to the 2020s, 400 years, what is America about? Now, that, all, that question is really answered based on what side of the equation you reside. And no, this is not going to be a woe is me, I'm a black dude, we're so oppressed. It's not going to be one of them things, even though that is the truth and that's going to be a part of this narrative. But what I'm saying is, America's beauty is the dictated by the side of the equation you reside. On what end of the holes do you live? We all get the images of the 60s and the civil rights movement and the hoses and the German shepherds and the and the uh the clan and the this and the that. And even through that, I will even submit to you that America was beautiful then. But again, of course, beauty is always in the eye of the beholder. As a black man in America, as a black American, and yes, I am a black American. I will say America is the finest nation on the planet. But I will also say it's by default. America is great in spite of herself. She's always been great in spite of herself. Ask the Japanese in the 1940s that were in internment camps how great America was to them. Ask the Native Americans, the Sioux, the Cherokee, the Seminole, the Ute, the Illini, ask them how great is America. Ask Malcolm and Martin and Medgar. Ask Violet Liuzzo. Ask the white people that died in the in the struggle in the civil rights movement. Again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I am willing to submit to you. America is beauty in spite of her faults, her flaws, her faults. But America is beautiful by default. But let's look at how we treat each other these days. Because the killer is this. And again, uh, this is all my opinion. Okay, this is how I see things. Once again, dial in 929-477-1189 if you want to join this conversation. This is all how I feel about this thing. But how do we treat each other today? How beautiful are we towards each other today? Now, let me, let, let me, let me attempt to take these last 14 minutes and dig a little deeper than your surface conversation. First, if you have developed your impression of a people based on the 6 o'clock news, then you, my friend, have a very, very narrow view. 
you cannot develop accurate representation of who a people are based on what the news tells you. It ain't got nothing to do with the news being biased and nothing to do with whatever. The news doesn't tell you what happens unless it's newsworthy. You have to understand they are there to make money. They are ratings driven. There is no benefit to saying little Johnny helped the old lady cross the street today, but there is a lot of benefit in saying after he brought her across the street, he took out an AK-47 blew her head off. That's where the benefit is. That's where the money is. That's where the media focuses. So with their inherent bias, and it's not bias from the standpoint that they're determined to show only the dark side. The bias is the fact that they got to make money, and that's what sells. So it's beautiful by default. You can't shape your opinion of people based on what you see on television. How do you treat other people? How does America treat other people? If you're not white in America, how are you treated? That determines the beauty which is in the eye of the beholder. I could stand here and say, you know what, black people are nothing but a savage group. Because look, every time you look on the news, you got people shooting this and killing that. Yeah, I could say that, but guess what? It ain't the truth. But Channel 5, Channel 13, Channel 8, what have you believe, is America really beautiful? Again, dial in if you want to join this conversation. I got 10 minutes left. Is America beautiful? She is by default, but that beauty is tempered by the perspective of the viewer. I've got a friend who is not native to this country. She came years ago from the Eastern Bloc. And her view of America is completely contingent on her experiences in America. She hasn't. She's not native to this. So, so, so the so the cultures, the things that 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 we take for granted that we grew up with, those are not her conventions of. Our backwardness, meaning Americans, because we do things backwards. Hell, we even speak backwards. But anyway, in spite of our backwardness, it's still she still thinks this is one of the greatest nations she's ever seen. But there are still things that can be utilized from other places to make this place even better. How does America treat its people? How does America treat its weaker citizens? See, the thing is, the people we put in Washington, D.C. are the ones that the world thinks that represent us because we send them there. Paul Ryan, to a, a native Spaniard that lives in Barcelona, let's say, Paul Ryan and 
and Donald Trump and Mike Pence, those are America's representatives to the uninitiated, to the un, uh, not educated, but to the ignorant. And nothing wrong with being ignorant. Ignorant just means you don't know. So to the ignorant over the around the world, Donald Trump is America. They equal each other. Right or wrong, it's the way it is. When you watch how the politicians that we put out there treat their own citizens, if you're somewhere overseas and you see that, what does that make you think about the country? How great is America really? Ever since FDR, we we were America's watchdog. I mean, we were the world's watchdogs, the the moral compass, the whole whatever, the the world savior. Whether we should have been or should not have been, that's a different conversation for a different day. We were. These days we aren't, and the kicker is. It's by our own doing. It's not even us saying we don't want the job. It's us saying we're incapable of handling it. How are you going to save the world when you can't save your own people? How does America treat her most vulnerable citizens? How does America treat the ones that can't help? I mean, how? We can't feed and clothe veterans. People who go overseas and fight our battles come back home and live on the street. Let's look at World War II. We had millions of black people fighting a war for a country that would not let them ride in the front of the bus. We had millions of the Tuskegee Airmen, one of the most celebrated regiments in the ever, could not come back to Tuskegee, Alabama. And and drink out of the same water fountain as a white man. That's how we treat our veterans. People who give the ultimate sacrifice. We can't clothe and feed veterans. The ones we should do first. But we can afford a wall. Do you realize the $15 billion that was trying to be earmarked for that wall could have clothed and fed every veteran three times at least for the rest of their lives? I I posted something on social media a couple years ago, and through this thing, Time Hop or whatever, it showed up a few days ago. And the gist of it was, 
it was going through through the Democratic uh, campaign for president when Sanders was out talking about free education for everybody, that whole thing. And it was the dichotomy was amazing. Sanders comes out and says, you know what? Every person should go to school for free. We should be able to, 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 to educate our people without putting them in hellacious debt. Real talk, I think it came out to be like $33 a person per year to, to put everybody through school. And the cries against that were, man, he's a socialist. Get your hand out of my pocket. Don't you tell me what I do with my money and this, that, and the third. Woo, woo, woo. All the while we're ignoring the fact that we take money out your pocket every day and do something with it. The money out of your pocket ain't going to change what we did with it would. But anyway, everybody talking about, don't you do that, that socialist. Then later on, I think it was later on that week, the Iraq war came up in conversation and we've liberated uh, Iraq and we've tamped down the insurgents and this, that, and the third. We 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 released uh, Saddam's oil fields, and we're going to need to spend a few more billion dollars over there to, to stabilize the region. And everybody was USA, USA, and chanting and, and proud of our country because we did whatever the hell we were doing. That right there is the reason why America will never reach its true greatness, its true beauty. America is a supermodel with a pimple right in the middle of her forehead. And she can't seem to get rid of it. Right there is the reason why America will never be as beautiful as she can. Because our desire to help has evaporated. During the war effort, again, it wasn't perfect. They still hated black folk. They still hated everybody that looked like them. But amongst them, it was give your brother a helping hand and reach up and pull him up and help him out. And, you know, we all in this together. That was the whole war effort back in the 40s and the 50s. It was a bit flawed. I ain't saying it was perfect, but that was the general tenor of it. Now, 2017, piss on that dude. I ain't worried about him. I ain't helping him. Yeah, I got $100. Yeah, he asked for a $2 sandwich. Get a job, you grump. That's 2017. It's my money. Ain't nobody taking my money. They don't want your damn money. Besides, if they want to take it, it's gone. What do you do to help? I believe rich people should give back. Call me a socialist. I don't give a damn. I believe rich folks should give back, should have to give back. You know why? Because ain't nobody rich in a vacuum. Bill Gates is a billionaire. It ain't by accident, but it ain't in a vacuum either. Somebody had to buy his products to make him a billionaire. Oprah's a billionaire. Somebody had to watch her show to make her a billionaire. Ain't nobody rich in a vacuum, man. Because of that, I'm not saying Bill Gates doesn't. I'm not. I just use him as an example. In order for America to achieve her true beauty, 
we as people, as her citizens, need to begin to treat each other better than we do. There's no way around that. Well, I'm getting the little lady talking in my head telling me I'm, I need to shut up because I'm running out of time. So what I'm going to do is, again, I want guests. I want people to join. I will come back and check you out next Sunday, like I say, every day before I get down. Take care of yourself because you all you got. And if America is truly to be beautiful, we need to help each other spread love and not hate. On that note, I'll say peace.